We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Bandujo, and it is week two of Heist Month, another patron-selected movie. And this one is a little, it's a heist out of left field. Me and Caroline Darney, tonight we're talking about Rogue One. It's a thriller, it's a spy movie, and it's a heist. It's a selfless heist. And this movie absolutely rips. One of my favorites, one of Caroline's favorites, Definitely the most emotional movie that we're that we're gonna do this month. Um, what you know might not have been the best call that we both watched it right before recording, so we had a a lot of um, you know I guess we'll spoiler alert uh, a lot a lot of character death uh, on our minds, but incredible movie. Big shout out to the Patreon for choosing this one, especially our big show producer level patrons. That includes Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Ken Frost, Mike D, Brian Yeager, Mike Drews, Chris Mikoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, Class Stadium Fire, Jason Alpha, Stephen DeBeau, Dan McFall, Kevin Inkleman, Mac Lindsay, Kurt Ritchie, Robert Dove, Andrew Teagle, Real One Balagoon, Jeff Esses, Anthony Scafone, and Benjamin Bauman. Big thanks to them and all of the patrons for supporting the show, for participating in the Patreon, for picking Highest Month, for picking three movies for Heights Month. If you want to support the show, if you want to join the Patreon, you get to, again, pick what we cover on the show patrons generally run the roost and then you get this month an exclusive discord live watch me and caroline are going to be watching triple frontier doing a live chat on the discord we'll eventually release that as an episode for folks who can't make it but if you want to participate in the live chat listen in on the live watch you can join our discord you can do that by joining the patreon uh but with that let's jump right into week two of heist month it's me caroline darney talking about rogue one all right, returning to big screen sports from Bet for the Win. She's the co-host of For the Water Cooler, and she actually ran an insurgency as a guerrilla leader once upon a time. Caroline Darney, Caroline, welcome back to episode two of Heist Month. Thanks. This one, uh, this one, this one destroyed me a little bit. I'm you ready to get sad? It's yeah. getting real sad. It's real sad. <laughs> this this is a sad heist. This is a sad heist. This is a feelings heist. <laughs> I just came up with that. 
it's, it's pretty <laughs> but good. But I'm sticking with it. It's pretty good. Uh, tell the folks what's going on at For the Water Cooler. And just pulling back the curtain, we recorded the first episode of Highest Month uh, two days ago. So, yeah. what, so project two weeks out. What's going on? <laughs> We've got a great guest that came on this week. Had a bunch of real fun slash funny conversations that you will very much enjoy. Some quips. Uh, some quips were made. Um and let's see we're in september so we've got a few like we're highlighting a bunch of you know september shows and movies um you know things are a little thin on the pop culture side other than taylor swift is continuing to take everybody's money and it's amazing so i don't know if we, saw- we got our tickets uh for the movie yeah oh my god so i have so would not be a show of this if we didn't start talking about something completely random um I'm supposed to go next summer in Europe. And so yes, like, I really want to go see the movie, but I also don't want to spoil it. Like, I understand I've seen some pieces and clips from the era store from like TikTok and Instagram or Twitter, whatever it is. Um, but I don't, I haven't seen all of it, but I also saw the trailer for this and it looks incredibly well produced, which obviously it would be. But my favorite thing is already so it came out we're recording this thursday thursday morning is when she announced this and then the tickets went on sale like immediately right and it's already like going to make more money than the joker like the biggest october opening ever or whatever um but the exorcist believer did you hear about this yet yes move (laughs) had to move move the date with with the quickness they're like absolutely not we're not doing this although I do think it could give us some like renewed Barbenheimer vibes because they were calling it Exor Swift, which I was That's like, pretty good, dude, because that would be a horror crowd and then more sparkles and sequins for Taylor Swift. Like, I feel like that could have been like a really fun vibe, but I also get moving it. Yeah, we <laughs> because... need Barbenheimer to Exor Swift <laughs> to if they move Wonka to May, we'll get Chalamet and then it's it's on. Chalamet would be great. I, I really, really, truly love Saw Patrol as the one for October <laughs> or whatever. Maybe that's September as well. Um, but yeah, Saw, Saw 10, 10 uh, and Paw Patrol coming out the same day is is impeccable. No notes. For next 10. year's Halloween movie, because you've already you've negotiated Alien as, as this year's Halloween movie. Have you negotiated Alien or Aliens? This is a tough question because I don't want to wait a year to talk about aliens. I guess we can do both. Like we can. Yeah. Just what day of the week like, does Halloween fall? So I can talk you into doing both. Let's see. Let's see. Let's let's just plan this out on the fly. Uh, oh, <laughs> perfect. Okay. So talking about uh, pulling back the curtain. <laughs> October is a five Monday month, and we could do Alien on the twenty third and uh, Aliens on the thirtieth. So lock it in. Lock looks like looks like patrons get to pick three movies in October because we've got two locked in, just like they picked three movies for Heist Month, including the movie that we're going to talk about tonight, which is a heist. It is also a war thriller. It is also, I think, I've made a decision. This Do is it. my favorite. This is my favorite Star Wars movie. We're talking about Rogue One, the 2016 war thriller heist in a time of conflict a group of unlikely heroes band together on a mission to steal the plans to the death star the empire's ultimate weapon of destruction start felicity jones diego luna and alan tudyk was directed by gareth edwards only has an 84 percent on rotten tomatoes which Excuse is a crime me? is a crime 
Caroline, this movie, is it, we'll, we'll get some blowback on this being part of Heist Month, even though I will say the patrons both nominated and voted it as, as a heist. This is a heist. There are a bunch of people who agree. What, what is this, what is this movie? Like, what is the genre? Kick-ass. Kick-ass sounds good. <laughs> Kick-ass sounds good. And this movie could be its own thing, which yeah. I love. This movie does not, Star Wars helps but yeah. the lore, what it leads into, that stuff helps. It, it ticks it up. This could be, if this was a space, if this was like a random movie set in a, you know, in a future time, would you it say would like hold a galaxy up. far, far away, perhaps? In a, if it was in a galaxy far, far away, mm. perhaps a long time ago. In a yeah, or far, in the future, away. either way. You or in the go, future. Yeah. Anyway, it holds up. Like this movie, again, it's it starts out as, a, as kind of an espionage uh-huh. spy film. It turns into a, an incredible war drama. And then yeah. it's also a heist. They're stealing yeah. some shit. And that feels it's a it's a it's a selfless heist. It's a different kind it of is. heist than we're it talking about the rest of the month. Very different kind of heist. And yes. the thing is, I'm gonna be honest, I feel like there's an argument to be made that this should not work at all. Like no. they were like, All right, we've got episodes one through three, we've got episodes four, five, six. I don't know why I said them that way, not like one, two, three, four, five, six. Um but You've got the main, the six main episodes that we were familiar with at the time. And we know, you know, End of Revenge of the Sith, which I think an underrated Star Wars piece. If we're yeah, I like it. Some of this. It's a good, it's a good movie. Uh, and then we know that the what happens with the Death Star. We know how the fourth one starts. We know that, you know, Leia has been captured. They think she has these planes. Like all this stuff is going on. So realistically, you're, you're, sticking this in in this little sliver of time you know nobody mm-hmm. nobody carries over well, yeah we alert. technically know the ending <laughs> yeah of. you know how it ends because they say so many rebels gave their lives to blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. and so you know you know and despite the fact that when i first saw this and the water is coming rushing towards them as they embrace on the beach i'm like how are they gonna get out of here <laughs> because in my heart i was like i can't I, I can't have this like there's no i like i can't but they did so um it's weight that doesn't exist in the other movies like in our yes. trilogy everyone comes through the thing is with the, let's say with the prequels or episodes one through three you know what it's building up to so it doesn't kind of yeah. hurt the same you like when you, we meet anakin is that little kid whose life was ruined by starring in star Wars. We know what he's going to turn into, uh, <laughs> with, but with a new hope with that legacy, he turns the into adult stakes... whose life was almost ruined by star Wars. E- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the role is cursed. Um, th- this just has a different weight. This is darker. Yeah. And this is where, I mean, cause this is pre Mandalorian. It's pre Andor, obviously yep. what they have done. And I-, I think this is my favorite star Wars movie because I'm much more interested in this stuff than I am the Jedi and the Skywalker story. Right. I am more interested about the the politics and the ins and outs of this war. You want and the what trade war? I am a I am a dad. I am into this is this is space World War Two. Like it is. I'm, I'm yeah. super into this, and so the, and it's. I think it's the best acted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right? I like, mean, Harrison Ford is is not in this, which which hurts. I would say yeah, any which, movie that Harrison which Ford is a is bummer in, for it hurts. hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's a new that's a new category. Like, is Harrison Ford in this? <laughs> it's just like no, <laughs> Ford, 
take a point off. <laughs> we we could we could start adding that to roster moves though. Who would be Airbud and who would be Harrison Ford? <laughs> who would you sub in? Who would what character would you make Harrison Ford? Um, but it's beautifully acted. It's gorgeous. Oh. It is a gorgeous movie. Like it was re-released in the theaters last year, and we made sure to go because this oh, this is, is a theater beautiful. movie is all time, and it was re-released in the theaters last year with a extended clip from Andor leading into it, which was sick. What? Yes. How did I missed that. Um, I, don't, I honestly so... can't believe you missed that. That's very unlike you. I know. <laughs> I think for me, it's top two and it might not be two. Like what is, I go what back is it with forth, Empire. Empire. Yeah. yeah. And do we want to just I, I think... do we want to just rank these right now? Do we want to can yeah we can wing it real quick. So it's um, Empire and Rogue One one two no contest. Yes, in my opinion, yes. Um, Would you say then it's a new hope? Yes. And then I, well, and I actually like, I go from that point perhaps to um, either three or five. Wait, six, six, six. Sorry. Yeah, I, w- I would say I would go actually Revenge of the Sith over Return of the Jedi. I watched, I rewatched Return of the Jedi before I we went to Disney Ewoks, World. You guys, I really I, do. That couldn't surprise me less. Like, the, I think that's where it's all like, <laughs> this is still good. And yeah. then we get into things that have like some warts. Yeah. Like Phantom Menace, bad. Attack of the Clones, bad. But they both Attack have the stuff Clones I really is like. Horrible. That the, is last The script is terrible, but they're apart. Like, the end fight yeah. is sick. Like, that rips. Yeah. And it's the first time you see. Full, full scale, full scale, like war in Star Wars. Speaking of rips, Natalie Portman's shirt <laughs> rips. Like, and that's where you're like, what was that? Like, it swiped her, and it just completely made a beautiful like midriff cut top for her. Okay, Attack cool. of the Clones gave us an all time meme though. <laughs> the sand? <laughs> no, no, no. It's when oh. it's the it's when they're talking, and it's like, but but this is oh. whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, but this is whatever, right? Yeah, that is a really really good one. It's a good um, meme. I two summers ago when I was in Italy went to I went to Como with my friend Brian and I was like he was like what do you want to see like what do you want to do and I was like Brian I have one wish just one I don't care what else we do while we're here I want to go to the villa where he complained about sand (laughs) and so Villa de Balbianello is on Lake Como there it is maybe the most beautiful place I've ever been in my entire life. And it helped that it was like a stunningly gorgeous, clear day and bright blue sky, even brighter blue water, the pinks and pink flowers and the vases that were all over the place. Um, Did you make yourself a little Padawan ponytail or like that little, like, it's like that little like gross rat tail they have. I made, I made Ryan record me doing the, like, I don't like sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. So I could send it to my sister because I like leaned on the same, um like whatever the railing thing um but it's also where they shot casino royale when he's recovering much better movie much better movie um and so that was like i was like i have to go to villa de bell you know <laughs> and so i that is my one thing with attack of the clones i've been there um so th- that's probably my last well i actually i liked force awakens i get when people say that like it's just like new hope all over again. Yeah. The, the, the new trilogy is just a disappointment. It just wasn't, wasn't what I wanted. 
I, I like honestly all the stuff that they've done outside of the Skywalker set. Like I lost interest after I after like I found out that them winning in Return of the Jedi didn't really feel like didn't really end up like winning that much. Like I, you know, it's like the Trump years. I I got <laughs> got tired. I'm gonna be tired of winning so much, and that, that's what happened. And uh, and I I just I love the the things they've gone back and yeah. done and explored different parts of the world. I am obviously season two of Andor. I cannot wait. Ca- cannot wait. Season one Is... of Andor was unreal. And I actually didn't think solo. I thought solo was fun. Oh, I loved solo. Honestly, speaking of, and that almost made the cut for heist month too, because mm-hmm. um, I mean, still could your girl's got a pick left. That's um, true. I just loved, I thought it was the, the issue again, bringing back Harrison Ford, the issue is anytime you have to compare someone, especially in charm to Harrison Ford, you're going to have a bad time. And I think, and um, pronounce his name for me. Cause I can't do it. I think it's Alden Aaron rank. Yes. I think. Yeah. He, he's great. He's great. And he's great in Oppenheimer. He is great in Oppenheimer. He's great in, uh, Hail Caesar, the Coen brothers movie. I didn't he's see that one. really good in other things I've seen him in. It's just, a, that is a tough, Tough, but I think he does role. better than people. Like when you I, actually I think sit down too. and watch it again, it's a ton of fun. And especially the the early scenes are a bit clunky with him. But then like there's just something like the first time they get him in the Millennium Falcon. Like mm-hmm. Lando is so great. Um, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, we I mean we could have we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Alan Tudyk today. Yeah, because whole I would just the all of the love of my life for K two S O. Um, but they've had some really great. So the new I've been watching Ahsoka, which is awesome. So I haven't watched the new episode yet. This week has been wild. Um, this is what happens when people like drive into lamp po- light posts in my neighborhood and knock the power out for an entire day. So that's cool. Not not great um, for you, someone who thrives on watching content twenty four seven. Right, and all the time I was like, do you know when you when you lose power and you walk around trying and you still out of habit turn the light switch on? Yes, uh, it was like me out, all yeah. morning. I was like, God damn it still out um but i'm only saying because i had to like drive to my sister's house and drive back and it like cut into viewing times for things which i know horrible tough um but they've had so many really really good voices for new droids mm-hmm. which is outstanding they've, so they've tapped had... into that is a great source of comedy and emotion yes. they've, they've yes. it's just amazing what they've accomplished and i think whenever they take a step back from the skywalker skywalker saga is when things work star wars wise for me like i'm not a diehard i'm not dressing up in costumes and going to going not to with things. that attitude so, yeah saw a lot of those people in disney world good for them you find something you love god damn it you do it you wear it. Um, but I but I watched them all and I obviously like I I really love the Star Wars movies and this yeah. one for me is is the coolest and it is it is the best because I think this it holds up it stands alone better than better than any of them and I would I would go to the mat for this as a, again you could you could pull the Star Wars out of it and it's still it's still really really good it has some of my favorite parts it's like you said it's very well acted it's mm-hmm. de- it's deeply emotional. It's a movie that feels like it has real weight. Yeah. In a series of films that just play things really safe. Well, Star, Star Wars plays it really safe because even yeah. in a New Hope, 
Obi-Wan Kenobi dies, spoiler folks, and but he's still around for his voices. Yeah, like, he's just he's hanging still here, out. it's fine. Yeah, he's just yeah. hanging out as a ghost. He's a force ghost now. It's cool. Force ghost, yeah. I think force ghost. <laughs> um it's incredible to me thinking about it. And again, Empire Strikes Back, incredible. Good movie. Um and I like almost all of them, and I will sit and watch almost again clone attack of the clones. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Most of Phantom Menace is like ugh. Okay, I guess. Attack of the Clones um, gives us our first look at uh, a big preview at this Darth Vader scene at the end of this movie. True. Got He got some early practice. It is so cool. But Sick. the fact that Cassian Andor is like now, I would like lie in traffic for that man. Like Andor, and we need to as a as a society, we have to stop comparing everything that comes out now to Andor because that's also just not going to be. Everything doesn't have to be the same tonally to be as good or good or whatever. And I'm already annoyed with that about like the Ahsoka stuff. Whatever, it's a whole other conversation to be had somewhere else. But um, and what this movie does, like you said, real life feel to it, weight, drama, is what made Andor so good because. Yes, in both cases. Obviously, this one is feels very much more tied to Star Wars because you have mm-hmm. characters that are going to be in the future ones, even if they're not. You know, like you have Darth Vader in it, you have Grand Moff Tarkin, you've got uh, even. <laughs> I don't know why, but every time Jimmy Smith rolls up into something, I laugh. Oh, I, I know just it's say, not. It's Jimmy Smith. I, I love know, Jimmy Smith. My beloved Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. It's this is not a like let's all make fun of Jimmy Smith thing. It's just more like what are you doing here, Jimmy Smith? Like <laughs> he just is one to me that doesn't always um fit. Doesn't feel like he necessarily just seamlessly fits into Star Wars. I guess is more like I and am still in the like. Oh, are you like a beat cop from New York City? <laughs> like what are you doing here? My man is having a good time in in the Heights. Yeah, Jimmy Smith's had a great time. I love that for him. Um, and so, but like, this is the thing you watch these mostly unknown characters, wholly unknown for, you know, created that we didn't even know existed prior to, um, they made this movie. And he was that good that they were like, we need, we'll just create a spinoff for him. And it's Mm -hmm. all stuff that you get. It's the beginning of Andor's like workplace drama. (laughs) It's like low level crime. It's mm-hmm. and or not wanting to get into this stuff because he's kind of just like had it. He doesn't want to be this face of the rebellion, but kind of has finds himself in these situations. And then and it's, so it's boom. It's you're doing a heist with Richie from the Bear. Yes, and it's just it's it rips. And the thing the thing with season two of Andor, I mean, it actually there's there's no way to intertwine him. I think the biggest the tragedy of this movie is that Felicity Jones, Jen Erso is a one and done character for us. Yeah. Because we kind of know, unless they do a Saw Gera show and de-age Forrest Whitaker and de-age Felicity Jones, like there's really no way to do it. We see what her, we have an idea of what her teenage years and what her early adulthood when ended up We have up our Mullick spin-off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How she, she harvested is. it. <laughs> She's incredible, and we will yeah. we will get into that um, yes. Hall of Fame movie. We're not we, yeah. we've decided we're <laughs> not we're even, not, yeah. we're not like, doing this in heist. It's not mode. even just it's not even like Hall of Fame Star Wars or Hall of Fame heist or Hall of Fame sci fi or whatever space or whatever. It's just like Hall of Fame period. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, just one of my favorite period. movies. Yeah. Um. The okay. The IMDb trivia is fun. Some fun stuff. 
please. This I need is it. a deep reservoir of trivia. The Star Wars folks are mm. thorough. So a uh, lot of interesting facts for people. Um, this one I love. Gareth Edwards and his creative team discovered some old film canisters while rummaging around the Lucasfilm warehouses. When he asked what they were, an employee said they were old Star Wars Episode Four and New Hope footage. The discovery led to the inclusion of unused Episode Four material featuring Red Leader and Gold Leader in this movie. Aww. Again, one of the nice touches of having yes. the original. Yes, so good. Um, Jin's father, Galen. This is timely, actually. Jin's father, Galen, is modeled after J. Robert Oppenheimer, the father of the atomic bomb. Both men share the same guilt factor of becoming an agent of death for building a weapon of mass destruction. I would say that Galen Urso handled that a little bit differently than than J. Robert Oppenheimer. <laughs> but, the, I don't know what happened, but as soon as that movie came out, like everything I watch has Oppenheimer references. Yeah, it, notable person, J. Robert Oppenheimer. It's, there's so many times when we watch them, and I feel like the Leo meme, I'm like, oh. Oppenheimer. 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 Know him. Know I know him. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> so maybe, maybe in this, maybe there was a there was a small small hole in those nukes where if you just yeah, shot some proton someone... torpedoes in there, it's no bigger than a womp rat. Of exactly, <laughs> the <laughs> nuclear bomb, no bigger than a womp rat back home. <laughs> um, this one is cool. Again, the touch. We talk about how how good this movie looks, just visually incredible, and. It, it looks so much better than the prequels. And I think even the yeah. start, even the, the episodes seven through nine, but Gareth Edwards instructed the art department to only use elements that would have been available in 1977 to get the movie to look like a, a contemporary star Wars, a new hope. The flight control animations, for example, had to be kept simple as possible, resisting the urge to make them too flashy. I think that is, yeah. inc- that is so effective because that is one of the, the better parts about the original trilogy versus the prequels is the prequels are massively CGI'd and yeah. Star Wars A New Hope is very practical. And this yeah. obviously there's a ton of CGI with this, but it looks beautiful and a it's lot of so a lot gorgeous. of great practical effects too. It's one of those I don't know how some the scene where they're all every time they go between the battle on the ground, which that's incredible. The explosions mm-hmm. are incredibly well done. All of the stuff on the ground is incredible. And then they flash back up to the gate you know, like they're trying to figure out what's going on up in space and all of those. And those shots are stunning. Like when all of the spaceships roll up with like the, this is where I love Star Wars, but I'm not one of the persons that remembers like all of the different kinds of like things. So like the, um, like Admiral Akbar. No, that wasn't even Admiral Akbar, but like the kind of like fish guys show it looked up. Like, it looked spaceship. like his uncle. Like yeah, Admiral he, like, rolls up. Uncle. I think it was like, I was, I told you it's Radisson. I think so. I was like, wow. <laughs> Admiral Radish is showing up, <laughs> but they all pull up in there and like all come out of hyperspace. That scene is so cool. Mm. It is so cool. I just, and it doesn't, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> Me either. Like, this is just one of those where I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is perfect. I don't, this could be real. I think they went to space and they filmed this. Like, it's just incredible the way that it's filmed. I love it so much. The movie looks so good. Uh, we yeah. got some casting ones for you. Okay. So for, uh, for Jin Urso, which okay. ultimately went to Felicity Jones. Tatiana Maslany, I think she's the oh. woman from Black Mirror, right? Yeah. Uh, no, not no. Black Mirror. Um, the. Oh, gosh. Is that Palm the... Springs? No, it's. Um, Man, She-Hulk. why can't I remember? Oh, okay. Uh, but the other one that she was in was the was the where she was the clone. Um, I could just look it up on the computer I have sitting in front of me. This is good podcasting by us. 
Yeah, this is I, I complete. I, I complete. I thought I knew exactly who it was, and then I read it. But other other Orphan ones. Black. Okay, Orphan Black. Yeah. That not Black yeah. Mirror. Yeah, so you Orphan were Black. close because I get what you're saying. It's yeah. like the kind of sci-fi, whatever. Yeah. Um, um, Rooney yeah. Mara and Kate Mara also auditioned. I don't hate any of those. I don't. I like Felicity Jones, but Felicity Jones is so strong in this movie. Yeah, she's wonderful. Um. Okay, for the Diego Luna role. For nope, ca- I don't Cassie even care. Andor. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Aaron Aaron Paul. Stop. No, not Aaron Paul has to be in a, something very particular for me to. And it's not this. Although, uh, did you speaking of Black Mirror? You watch Black Mirror? No. Oh, okay. Not there's in the new season. There's an episode with Josh Hartnett. Speaking of Oppenheimer. Oh. And um, Aaron Paul, and it is excellent. Like very creepy. Aaron Paul Very did exciting. what he could in that last season of Westworld. I will say that. Um, <laughs> Edgar Ramirez, who I think is really effective. I think he's really good. I don't know Edgar Ramirez. Um, he's. I don't know why it comes to mind, but uh, he's Gianni Versace in the assassination of Gianni Versace. But he's like he's oh, a, he's okay. a detective in something that. Um, okay, I don't think I've seen him in anything, but I do recognize him. Okay. I feel like I feel like you have. Um, okay. Oh, wow. He's in, he's in the point break remake. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's in, he's in jungle cruise. He's, he's, he's been good. And then Sam Clayton, who, um, I don't um, like any of those. No, I, none of them would have been as good. Golly. Not even close. I mean, sometimes when you do these, I'm like, oh, they would have been good. Dega Luna's Cassie and Andor is awesome. Yeah. Cause then sometimes you say someone and I'm like, I would have rioted if that person wasn't cast like mm-hmm. how it was yeah uh the last one i i pulled out of again a hundred plus <laughs> rogue one is the call sign that Bodhi rook comes up with to use the stolen imperial ship that the rebels take to steal the death star plans rogue two is the call sign of the rebel snow speeder pilot that finds luke and han on hoth and empire strikes back uh, how about that i like that it's such yeah. a it's it's a good moment when he does the like, uh, Rogue, Rogue One. That's oh, so good. Oh my god, I love this movie. It's good. We're gonna take a quick ad break, and then we're gonna get back with everything that worked, and we're definitely not sticking to three things. Hey, big screen sports listeners, Kyle here. Before we get going with your regular advertising programming, I want to touch on what I touched on in the intro about Blue Wire's ongoing funding campaign on WeFunder. Blue Wire is founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they work together. Blue Wire currently has 300 shows with former athletes, celebrities, media professionals, and passionate fans. For me personally, I joined up with Blue Wire in 2019, and without Blue Wire, there there would be no big screen sports. They've helped me monetize the show, which has allowed me to consistently put this show out. I have not missed a Monday in 40 years, which is which is wow. That's that's, that's wild. And without Blue Wire, do, doesn't happen. Um, they, you know, they've helped me with obviously monetizing. They've, they've helped me with strategy sessions. They've given me tips on growing the show. Uh, and they, they've done this for 300 other shows. Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to grow and operate the business. And now they are raising another round on WeFunder to expand their sales team and improve operations. WeFunder is a, a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. This is a way for you to get in on the action, become an investor. This isn't a this isn't a donation. This is an investment. This is your chance to get in with Blue Wire and supporting Blue Wire is another way to support me in this show. So check it out. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're back. Um, Caroline, what worked about this movie? Anything? Anything worked for you? Everything. Um, it just from the start, the setup is is great throughout. So again, you mentioned like if they took the Star Wars out of it, I do think that it would be a really great movie if they took the Star Wars. Like you could make it work without the Star Wars, yeah. just because like you just then set it up as this bad guy's making this thing, and we need this to stop it. Mm-hmm. Um. Which a lot of times you realize that heist movies or heist adjacent movies um, are like, it's like Mission Impossible. Love the Mission Impossible movies. Rarely is the thing that they're after remotely important yes. or explained. It's also kind just of like, like a weird MacGuffin of it, yeah, it's they're like, like a placeholder. Oh, the rabbit's foot. Well, like they never tell you what that is in Mission Impossible 3. They don't tell mm-hmm. you what it does. It's just like a very like, we need this thing. And so you're like, okay, cool. We need the thing. So that's kind of like where you could, because you, again, you're right. It's like a spy, espionage, thriller, heist, all of these things together. But I think every character is introduced like the perfect way. So mm-hmm. you get the basic, like why, who, who Galen is, what his motivation is or how he gets ripped into it. You see right away that Krennic is a complete asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, you get Jin, you get her relationship with Saw Gerrera. So like you get all of that right in the first, like what, six minutes maybe. Um, and all he wants to do is be a fun little farmer on his little planet. And no it's one a peaceful will leave him alone. life. He just wants to live a, a peaceful life. life. Mm-hmm. Lovely life. Um, and so you get that. Then you get the reintroduction to Jin with like the, in the like, what is it, a camp, like a prison camp she's working in, which is when you also meet K2SO. I'm assuming, I think it's the same, right? It's K2SO that comes like, yeah. you're being rescued. You're being rescued. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. And it, again, perfect introduction. Perfect introduction to, to Cassian. And you understand right away that he is in this. Like he cannot go back. Like he is, he will, if he has to kill somebody to save the stuff that they've got going on, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And and that's like such an important character point for him. And it's goes to the discussion where he's like trying to talk, like saying to Jin, like, oh, it must be nice for you 
to have this privilege of not having to give a shit about the rebellion or the things that are going on because I've been in this for my whole life. Like I've I will say, after seeing Andor now, I'm like, you need to get off he your high horse, little, buddy. He took a little yeah. break in there. It feels like where he's like, yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do the. <laughs> you were a, you were a real in it for yourself guy. Uh, yeah, he you know he had to grow as in person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, you you need to you need to chill, good sir. Yeah. I went to, and they were like, I was like, oh, that's a little excessive for what we saw in Andor, but yeah. Um, you know what works so it, about this God. is that I, I, I know I said all the things about it could it holds up without the Star Wars. Don't need the Star Wars. Could be its own movie. The Star Wars the aspect Star Wars works is super important because it's, it it's the thing that is the most like it intertwines with the New Hope so well, like all yes. the characters and things, but like. Think about A New Hope. It's all about these Death Star plans. Got to get these Death Star plans. It's all about the... And it's just like... And then it it answers the one question that people had for 40 years. How did they get them? How, well, well, there's how did they get them? And why the fuck did the people who built the Death Star have a little chain reaction bubble right, oh, right so in there? True. A little chain reaction hole. And it answers the question. Yeah. Why would you leave a, a, a kill switch in the Death Star? Yeah, that's... It's uh that works the plot works the like the action works the the characters that they introduce you to you just give a shit about mm-hmm. all of them and we haven't even talked about the goat Donnie Yen yeah they're so they're all so well developed oh for what they are yeah the pacing is incredible it's a it moves along like once you go you're going there's mm-hmm. no boring spots there's no lulls which again can be a very easy thing for like it's a pretty straightforward like they're talking about plans and trying to get solve problems like there, you could fall into a trap of it being kind of like monotonous if you mm-hmm. want um and so you get all of these like the pacing is so great you see different areas you see different planets you see all this different stuff and it's just every choice that they've made whether it's cast plot how they're like filming it and putting it together when and how much they use Darth Vader. Yes. Perfect. Yes. He is. Is this the scariest that he is? Oh, for Do we sure. think so? Cause and to be sure. fair for the original trilogy, when you look back and like watch the like episode four lightsaber battle between mm-hmm. him and Obi-Wan, you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> He's gonna kill this old man. Yeah. Wow. We're really <laughs> this guy killed Grandpa. Him. Yeah. Like it's just like very low budget, like not super convincing. Mm-hmm. You know. And we you get- also in in the trilogy we rarely see him taking on someone who doesn't have a similar skill level to yeah. some point, like someone with a lightsaber, whatever. This one we get to watch him carve through. Just a bunch of dweebs. Got yes. no no chance. He, oh my god! And that scene is unreal. I mean, like, I told you if if I was in that hallway and as soon as that lightsaber comes on, I drop my gun and I'm just like, oh, he got me. Get him for me, guys. He got me. He got me. 
<laughs> like it's dark. I'm just hoping he doesn't notice me. Like he assumes yeah. that he I got hit with one of the lasers or whatever. I'm just gonna yeah. curl up in a corner. I'm gonna play dead. I'm gonna get my way out of this. <laughs> you know what? I'm good here. Um, and that's like he's terrifying, and the scene is like a minute and a half, if that. Mm-hmm. And just the drama of the guy at the door. So you've done all of this stuff. And that's this is kind of where potentially having episode four out takes away a little bit of the drama in the sense like, you know, they succeed. I know those plans are getting there. Yeah, I do always appreciate something that gets you to an ending, you know, is coming and does so in a way that is still interesting and captivating, which is what Mm -hmm. I think this movie does. That is so difficult. Um, we know the outcome for everything. Mm-hmm. And I we know still... they're going to find the plans. We know when they're yes. worried about how they're going to broadcast the plans. We know that we know that the it's going to work up. like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and it's still, I mean, I'm telling you, I was sobbing at the end of this again. I cry every time. And so it's just like, that's the stuff And the guy at the door holding the disc, realizing that he's not going to get it open. And that's it mm-hmm. is like still st- the drama and the tension is so high as there's something extra, extra, extra scary about a bad guy that doesn't speed up. You know what I mean? It's like the, the Michael Myers conundrum. Yeah. He, he's just walking. Like Darth Vader does not need to run at you. He's not. Maybe he should have though, because if he gets he to that guy those, he before plans. he, if he gets to that guy before he hands those plans off, the, yeah. the empire is still going. Death Star yeah. is still hanging up in the sky right now. <laughs> That's no moon. Um. <laughs> it's it's also crazy watching this movie to think about that the day after Jin and Cassian die in a whatever planet explosion, yeah. Luke meets R two D two and C three PO like twelve hours after that happens. That's the that's the craziest thing watching this. Yeah. Like it, it it makes for a perfect double feature. It goes right. It, it's so cool it's that really it is literally hard not to, right in yeah. there. It's really hard not to just fire it up. And I think that's probably why I haven't watched Rogue One as much as I want to. Is because again, knowing my personality and my tendencies, I'm not just in for like two and a half hours. I'm in for like five mm-hmm. then maybe more because i'd be like well i just finished episode four i should probably well let's see what's happening in episode five and then all of a sudden it's like three days later and i don't know what's happened um but it it's <laughs> i just think about like oh i want to go get converters on toshi station <laughs> like, <laughs> then you gotta you go, go hang from... out with whiny ass luke <laughs> yeah you go from cassie and andor who's like just doing everything to like Luke who's like I don't want to help with the harvest <laughs> like Uncle Owen <laughs> and it's just incredible and I still love those movies uh Mark Hamill great Twitter follow oh he's fantastic love Mark <laughs> Hamill real real treat <laughs> just oh man I, what else let's see let's go to the note I didn't take a ton of notes I took a few notes you're too busy um, crying I'm too busy crying uh, what worked for me is giving Darth Vader a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Don't choke on your ambitions. Like, oh, that yeah. Darth, always a crack up. It's like spitting bars as he's like choking a guy. This movie is, it manages to be, I think, not to not to shit on, uh, especially the, the, I guess, the newer trilogy, 
but it tries really hard to be funny. It sets up for all these funny lines and stuff like that. And I think it takes away sometimes. This yeah. one is really funny without being corny. Just again, most of it is K2SO and Donnie. Yeah. yeah. And Donnie Yen too. He has Donnie some funny Yen's. ones. He's but absolutely. it's it when they put the thing on his head and he's like, What are you I'm blind. I'm blind. What are, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm blind. <laughs> I love Donnie Yen. Uh so the fight scenes, the hand to hand fight combat scenes are outstanding donnie yen is incredible have i told you um the story about my dad and ip man no you have not so have you seen any of the ip man movies donnie yen is like the lead i've not but i'm familiar yeah so i'm pretty sure that they keep those on netflix because of my father (laughs) um and it is essentially if you log into netflix and when it says like continue watching like it's always there because he will just go to the, there's like one scene and like, it might even be in like Ip Man three or something <laughs> where Donnie Yen fights like 15 guys and it's completely badass and very cool. And he just sometimes likes, it's like his portals, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but he doesn't really use like YouTube as much. So like he'll pop on Netflix and be like, Oh, let me watch Donnie Yen destroy some fools real quick. Whereas we'll go to like YouTube and be like, let me cry for a second about on, on your left. left. Yeah. on your left <laughs> exactly and so like um so donnie and when i remember when john wick 4 was announced and they said that donnie yen was going to be in it and i he, i immediately called him was like did you see the announcement like donnie yen's gonna be in it. and he was so he's like oh i wonder if he's gonna be a good guy or a bad guy and he's so great in john wick 4 it's outstanding and just so like i i, I am forever a if donnie yen is in something like i'm in for sure and he's, well, in this movie, he's an angel. Oh, he's the best. I love him so much. And it's so hard to pick, like, he's outstanding. Tudok is awesome. Like, the fact that you don't... They need to stop with the... And by stop, I mean, please don't, or I'll be very mad. Um, <laughs> The droids with the heart. Lovable, like, lovable again, droids, yeah. We go Taika Waititi in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. As the Nitten, like, you know, murder droid turned nanny droid who, like, sacrifices himself mm-hmm. from the sweet baby. Um, and then comes back and he gets to walk around in him. <laughs> um, and then you have Phoebe Waller Bridge, is the one in um, Solo. Yes. And she's fantastic and leads the droid revolution, which is incredible. Yes, she does. You've got Alan Tudyk here who the delivery and he's a super funny guy like we know that but his delivery is always priceless Mm -hmm. and it's the he plays this like put out like annoyed that's so good where he's like how come she gets a blaster this is crap you're letting her keep it would you like to know the probability of her using it against you it's high let's get going it's very high. Like, or everything is like, it's not going to work. He turns on the emotional level at the, the, the right perfect time. And it's just like, oh, oh my, my God, God, damn it. It's, it's, it's so perfect. good. This, this movie does, it's such a good job with tone. It's always, it's always yeah. pitch perfect. It's, yes. it's fantastic. Like, I know I keep comparing to the other ones, but it's just, it's so different, but it has, it's so much more grounded. And, mm-hmm. Even though you know everything that's going to happen for the most part, the first time you watch it, you don't realize that every yeah. single character you love is going to die. But, 
but the so we didn't like them but the stakes you're the end of the movie is essentially a smash and grab military heist that you know the end to you know they're going to get these plans and you are still on the edge of your seat watching this and completely enthralled and that is the best compliment i can pay it it is you you know the ending and you're still good you're still totally enraptured I, i love this movie yeah and it also does the it's so good it does the um the tie-in so well where like again you see mon mothma or you see jimmy smith and you get to be like the leo pointing meme and you're like oh i recognize them i recognize them like red leader gold leader like these things that kind of like tie you in to the other star wars movies but i think the best example or not best example but another one is like when they're at the tower they've gotten the plans and Krennic comes in with the two henchmen and Cassian is holding on and shooting at them and it is the strongest Luke hanging on vibes like ever done perfectly that's not like a ripoff it's not too much it's not heavy-handed like any of that and it's just like gives you this little like feeling in the back of your head that's like this this is Star Wars like and that's what's Mm -hmm. it's so good like it's so perfect like the and the costumes are great. Like everyone looks great in this movie. We haven't even talked about Krennic. Ben Mendelsohn is art Ben Mendelsohn in is this movie. fire. And Ben Mendelsohn is good in everything, but man, yeah. Krennic is having a terrible, terrible, terrible time. Krennic gets no respect. He is so mad. He's like, we standing here in the midst of my achievements. He has a lot of uh, a lot of Kendall Roy vibes. Yes, Krennic. He just wants some credit for his work, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, God. Um, but he he acts his ass off. And just that man is stressed. Extremely. Like, he, he could not be more stressed if he tried. Like, every single thing is like, I cannot believe this is going wrong again. Like, I need someone to do their damn job. It's like the vibe he's giving you at all times. <laughs> like, he they would not want Rogue to work One. with him. Because they couldn't call it Director Krennic's very bad, terrible, awful day. <laughs> Dire- Director apply. Krennic and God damn it, everyone around me is an asshole. Yeah, all of you are incompetent. Um, it's just the when he says like, what does he say? Like arm the garrison. That one is so good. Yeah, it's it's uh, almost that line is almost funny too. Because he really yeah. wants to say, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. Arm the garrison. Yes. Why are we staying still? He's looking around like, why isn't anyone doing anything? Oh, that whole plan. Oh, I love it when a plan comes together. Because this love is where you it. get into like cool military action. Uh, it's a military, and but it's, it's a great heist too. Yes. And so you've got like what? They have 15 guys. Yeah. 15 people, whatever. And so the plan to like go strategically blow up a bunch of different spots at once. So it looks like there's way more of them. And then you've got our guy Bodie on not other Bodie. This big, he would have been so good in this though. Bodie month. He would have so bold. Man, Patrick Swayze would have crushed in this. Um, You've got Bodie on the radio flying off the seat of his pants, just being like, Oh, pad five. And he like hands it to the other guy. So the voice isn't the same. So he's sending them to different spots. And it's just like, Ooh, that's great. Ooh, that's a good idea. And like every single person you talked about selfless heist, every single person is like, all right, what do we got to do? Do you want me to run across that open field where people are shooting a bunch of things? Okay, cool. And there's just one of the similar to, um, 
uh, you know, I love a control room scene. Yeah. Yeah. I love a, we think it's hopeless and air support comes in. Yes. That's your. My God. I love a scene that when they're just like, Oh no, we're screwed. The AT8, like (laughs) the AT8 is still coming at us. And we just like launched a you know rocket at this one great moment there too. When he, when they think that they've like made an impact mm-hmm. and it like kind of just looks at it, like, how dare you? <laughs> and then, bah, 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 and they're just like stoked. That's the first time. That's the first moment that I get like a little weepy. It's the aviator in me coming out, but that's when I, that's when like the emotions like really start to go off the hook. Cause yeah. it's from there. It's just like, Oh, you like them? They're dead. Oh, you like them? They're dead. Yeah. Well, because all the heists that we're going to talk about this month and most heist movies in general, one, we just have to decide, are we rooting for what we're going to go, like the criminal, the Steelers or the Steelies, you know, or who are, who are we rooting for? You know, mm-hmm. who's, who are good, who are good guys? And, and most of the time in these heist movies, we're, we're rooting for the people who are doing the stealing, but they always yeah. have, there's self-interest there. And Ocean's yeah. Eleven like we talked about last week or two days ago, depending on you know, whenever <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing are. this for themselves. They're doing the end yeah. in this movie. The people we're rooting for are doing this for everybody, but themselves because this yeah, is they're a doing suicide it for all the mission. assholes that wouldn't step up exactly. in the big meeting where they're like, what do you want us to do? Um, also great scene where she's like, guys, we have to do this. Like, this is how we, this is how we stop things. Mm -hmm. And they're like, seems hard. And she's like, uh, (laughs) so there, there's some, I love, cause it's like, there's people in the back that you don't see. They're like, what is she proposing? (laughs) (laughs) The reply guys. (laughs) (laughs) And it's clear the, you know, Radisson Hotel Admiral wants uh, Admiral Radisson or Radish, whatever his name is, wants to fight. He's like, let's go. Let's and they're like, shit. no, we can't unless everybody wants to. And that's also such a great movie when they find out that they snuck off and like actually started shit on their own. Mm-hmm. When the like private runs up and tells Mon Mothma and they're like, we can't get Admiral Radish. He's already out of here. He took a ship. He's going. He's like, we're off. And so I was like, that's badass one. And two, like, he when he says, when the guy's like, oh, he's off to fight. And she has that very sl- subtle smile where she's like, yes. Yeah. Let's go. Because she wanted to do it for. too. But it's the unanimous decision of the, what are you proposing? <laughs> guy in the back. <laughs> that guy. He, that one kills me every single time. Also, do you think Cassian is somewhere like when she's like, rebellions are built on hope, where he's like, bitch, that's my line. It's, it's the uh, the end of Goodwill Hunting. He wasn't Hunting. even in there. It's the end of Goodwill Hunting. Son of a bitch stole my line. Yeah, it's stolen valor. In there. Stolen she's valor line. Dying. It's a good line, though. It's a good it's line. So good. It's so such good. a good line. Yeah. Do you have a strikeout or things that didn't work? I have questions. Um... Oh crap! I just had one that I was going to use. So I mentioned this in text, and I don't know if I was. There's, there's like a Rogue One theme that they play, like when the like mm-hmm. Rogue One comes up. And while I like the music individually, I don't love the deployment of it every time. I just wish they would have leaned like, in. I think I texted you. I wish they would have just leaned into the actual Star Wars. Like yes, the, I don't know why they tried to veered be away from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, again, I don't mind. Like, I think that it's good to have, like, you know, but in your they own weave person, in, Rogue One. Yeah, they weave in, you know, 
Darth Vader's music. They weave in. I think I mean we do obviously get um like Leia's theme. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's the themes that we know and love and the all the John Williams like excellence, but there's a few so when they're like using the um uh what did he call that thing? The like Corvette? Yes, that scene kicks ass too. Mm-hmm. He's like, get me one of those hammerhead Corvettes. I've got an idea. He's like, let's, let's just push this into it. Um, when the two like giant battleships collide, they play that. And it's like a really weird time mm-hmm. for it. That's the one I would have. Um, I think the the actual Star Wars theme mm-hmm. would have would have done better there. Yeah. And then the only other thing that really is... I mean, we can have the discussion around the de-aging yeah, the, or whatever you want to call it, the, the, the hologram the Tarkin, people or whatever. The Tarkin CGI is tough. The thing, when this movie, Carrie Fisher died right as this movie came out. So yeah. seeing her, especially then, was like a big gut punch. Yeah. Um, the Tarkin CGI, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, oh, cool. And now I'm like, that looks bad. It just... It, it definitely... It's not as bad to me as it could be in the sense of like, this was really one of the first times, if not the first time from remembering correctly, where they went like full CGI person. Mm-hmm. Like then obviously the de-aging stuff has gotten so good now that like they do a lot of the de-aging. Um, but this wasn't de-aging. This was like, this person was not there. They made him after yeah. the actor that played him. And like, I get it. Like wanting to use that guy. Um, but they found like look at like Mon Mothma like they found someone who looks just like her, just like her, and is fantastic. And you know, so it is hard, especially I get the one I get the most is Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. like because it's Carrie Fisher, it's Princess Leia, yeah. Like that's and not it's, just and it's one, and even in that one, her when her mouth moves, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's but, not it's, great. but it's, it's one not, scene, it's not horrible, it's one but word. it's not mm-hmm. right exactly. Yeah. So in a what doesn't work. This is a very loose, like this is more like a discussion around the usage of CGI. And I don't know. It's, I don't hate it. It doesn't take away from the movie for me. Like it Mm -hmm. doesn't, I'm not like, Oh, it was so good until they did that. Um, But I think, you know, I think they probably could have found an actor that looks close enough to Tarkin. And then maybe you like touch him up with CGI. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know how this stuff works. Like, yeah, just give him one of those mission impossible masks. Isn't that real? Exactly. Exactly. I I had two things that obviously worked for the plot of the movie and just the execution of the movie, but just in general, I'm, I'm questioning things. Um, first and foremost, uh, Jin's mom, Lyra, just just stay with your kid. Like, yeah, just, she kind of you're not you're not going to stop the six stormtroopers plus Director yeah. Krennic. Like, there's nothing you can do. You've now left your kid to be raised by a fucking conspiracy theorist, insurrectionist, like guerrilla leader. Like that, that didn't turn out well. Like Lear, you probably should have just, should have just hung around. Probably would have been better. Do you think when Jin was growing up, if like, he was like, Jin, where were you? And she was like, I, saw, I was out with a friend. She's I saw like, you lies! Sneaking out. <laughs> lies! Deception! Deception! Lies! Deception! Forrest Whitaker, that man has an Oscar. Like, it's such a random role. Uh, Can I throw in one more thing that I forgot that really works for me? Because it's not a scene, so I know we're not going to get to it. Um, This also felt like one of the first few times that we got, like, gritty stormtroopers. Yes, like actual, not just dummy, not Play-Doh characters. Yeah, like, we got, got, these were, you know, they were out in the field, they were getting beat, like, the stuff was all beat up, like, I might be forgetting one that also used that type of... I'm trying to remember, like, the 
order in which we got stuff. The but- stormtrooper in Jin's prison transport was fucking down bad. That guy, yes. his like- his equipment was so dirty. He was like yes. staring at the floor. He was like, He's "Oh like, my How god!" In this chicken I sh- shit outfit, I should have gone in. I should have invested in that business with my brother. I shouldn't have joined up. I thought I would. He's mad he didn't. I, I thought I would have craze. some of that slick black stormtrooper gear. I'd be guarding someone important instead. I'm working in this prison camp. I'm filthy. <laughs> my life is terrible right now. Yes, he was down bad. And then he gets so, anyway. I just want to say, like, beat. I loved that depiction of stormtroopers i thought that that was like such a good smart touch yeah because like we don't need to see them all like pristine and white and shiny and you know never scratched or anything yeah i have one other i have kind of a question this is this is yeah i think scarif was a poor allocation of resources by the empire why is the premier (laughs) vacation planet in the galaxy being used as just like a storage facility yeah, like, look at like Yoda, Yoda's gross, shitty planet. <laughs> Put your storage facility there. Go to the Dagobah system. Go to the Like there wasn't a single, even a condo on Scarif. And that is prime. All the plant. Look at almost all the planets we see. Like Tatooine is gross. Dagobah is gross. <laughs> Hoth is like the Siberia. <laughs> and here's Scarif. What should we put there? Maybe let's make it a let's big do- floppy disk. Just a big <laughs> tropical floppy disk. I also love that there was like an issue where they were going to get stuff where they're like, okay, we need to get this file out. And he was like worried about the file size. And I was like, me sending an email. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you think she got the little pop-up that was like, what size attachment do you want to add? <laughs> and everyone... Everyone on Scarif was in normal. Like the stormtroopers are still in their full outfits. Fucking Krennic is still wearing the long sleeves and the robes and the pants and stuff like that. Like we can't get us anyone in a beach. Are there? Is there beach casual stormtrooper outfits? Like it's just they got the helmets, <laughs> the helmets and a tank and shorts on. It's like when so there's an actual like Bermuda short uniform piece in the navy like for people that are stationed in like the caribbean oh the dream because it's also like did you so in andor he goes to like the party planet there's (laughs) which that place that's what i get i get scare vibes from that place and i love that scene where he wrote this song that is playing by the way in andor when he goes that when he gets like arrested yes that planet it's like that song is a bop yeah man (laughs) like that, God, I gotta watch Andor again. Every single time, I don't know if I told you this, for some reason, not for some reason, because there's so many shows that are like six episodes. For some reason, I thought it was only six episodes. And I think that I thought that it was ending with that heist, like with Richie, mm-hmm. whatever. And then I was like, oh, this isn't the finale. So then I thought, oh, wait, the episode there's an incredible the episode right after it when he goes to jail. That's what, every single time I was like, um, settling in for the finale and someone would be like there's three more <laughs> I was like I guess I could look up how many episodes were in this season it's but it was long. more fun to because I think there were 12 Um. anyway so like I every single time was like pleasantly surprised that I would have more episodes waiting for me after this because I will to be fair it was almost broken into chunks of three mm-hmm. like yeah and, the and- things that happened yeah if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched Andor I do think oh you God. you need to give it three. You need to give it the first three episodes. Oh, easily. I, I yeah, was yeah, yeah. not. I was not super into it after one and two. 
again because it's like a workplace drama mm-hmm. at first where you're like and, and that's the thing that they take out so much of the star wars but again in a way that works incredibly well mm-hmm. um and make you care about what these people are actually doing on the small scale mm-hmm. on a day-to-day scale let's pick a best scene in this movie <laughs> okay okay <laughs> it's 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 fucking hard okay kyle it's fucking hard <laughs> Okay, so once I would say the the opener where they they bring back Galen and like that's good and it's like creepy like Krennic and the stormtroopers walking across the field. Yeah. But once the movie starts to move, once they get to Jeddah, I think like once yes. like but there is then the Jeddah shootout in the in the middle of the city. That's and awesome. It's just great. It's where you find out Jin is legit very capable. Um, that oh, when uh, Gay to so comes around the corner after she shoots the other one, and she's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Did you know that wasn't me?" She's like, "Yeah," and he was like, "What? Is it, why are you here? I told you to stay on the." Uh, he's like, "But I thought it was boring, and you were in trouble." <laughs> it's a lot of explosions for two people trying to fit in. <laughs> this is how hard it is to pick a best scene in this movie. What's a better scene? The Jetta shootout that we were just talking about or mm. right after when they go to Saw's place and you get Galen's message and then Jetta's destroyed by the Death Star? Um, no, you cannot make me pick. Also, Saw just fucking gives up. He sees like yeah. Jetta, he's he's spent that he spent so long freedom fighting. I should say and, that's the thing that maybe didn't work for me. And, and he um, has I, anytime this, someone just yeah yeah he has this opening like he gets this this message from Galen and it's like we can take down the empire by blowing this thing up. Saw finally has something to go for with his cause besides just like hijacking Kyber crystal shipments and he's just like fuck it take me. He's like I'm out. This is although to be fair like. He had to like hustle down those steps or whatever. With that, I'd be with like, that all metal right, leg. Just, just let it go. This is it for me. Me and the Bugalik are gonna <laughs> stay here and ride it, ride it out. We're riding out the storm. <laughs> um, it's nice that we get Galen's message, which solves the the like I said, the biggest plot hole of a New Hope. Yeah, makes Jin very mo. It, it's what it, she it, learns. It, her it gets, dad's not a piece of shit. Exactly, and it gets Jin Huge on board. Scene. It turns Jin into yeah. an. A, it gets Jin in line with the cause. Yes, because she's like the, her whole life. She's like, I don't know that man. That man who makes stuff for the Empire. Not my dad. I don't know him. <laughs> I don't know him. I'm sorry to this man, but I don't know him. And so it's just so nice. It's, a, it's such a cool scene that she gets that moment of like he's like this whole time that they've forced me to be here under like threat of you know finding and destroying the rest of my family mm-hmm. is that i made myself in what a baller move like made himself like indispensable and then also like puts in this like kill switch where he's like they can't get rid of me they can't kill me because they need me to finish it because mm-hmm. i set it up that way Ah, oh, it's brilliant also this is mads mickelson appreciation day yeah we haven't talked he's about inter- mads he's he is he looks great in the opening scene just gonna throw that out there well, he looks great it's gonna be an interesting peter gallagher category in this movie. it is um but we go right to edu where the x-wings flying in the night and in the rain so sick yep yep and then and then everything in scarif plus the darth vader scene yeah, I scarif you have scarif to like break up scene? like how does that i don't so it's like so if you're breaking up Scarif, it's like, okay, the landing 
and everything like them doing the classic star Wars thing. Let's see if they accept the code. Then they get down, they pre-plan and that's one. And then everything blows up. And I guess Jin and Cassian and K2O go K2SO go and they start getting in the room and they're looking for the death star plans when she's like stardust, like that's me, that thing, that's one. And then, and then when things get bleak, I would say like when Donnie Yen, you know, the I'm one with the force, you know, the force is one with me when, and then he dies in Baze's arms. We were watching that and, and Jacqueline said the historians will say they're best friends. <laughs> oh, Jacqueline. Oh, that was such a, oh. and so, I mean, all the emotional deaths there. Yes. And it's another great trope for me that I love to do the immediate avenging by reckless battling. Like, yeah. I'm you, just going to walk out my here. friend. I'm just going to walk with my giant, like, like just the whole thing. Like that's, that was you doing yeah. the, in the air tonight. Close. Pick, see if you can distinguish which one's which guys. That instead. So instead of the rogue one theme, when the ships crash into each other, what if it was the in the air? I can feel it. Amazing. We need that. We need. If I had better video editing skills, if I had any video editing skills, I would. I would <laughs> cut in that to, to so many movies. Um, oh, the man. visual of the Death Star when Krennic looks up and he sees that the oh, Death Star. There's no worse way to be fired from your job than uh, no. you look up and the Death Star is there, and you're like, oh, yeah. Well, I guess that's it for me. Guess. Guess I'm um, not also, still in like, command. Moff Tarkin is such a bitch. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Where he's like. <laughs> Vader will take care of all the ships up here. I got just complete pettiness. <laughs> you know Those what? Two I, hate each other. Hate each other. You know what? I didn't notice until this rewatch when the Death Star shoots the laser onto Scarif. Uh huh. Remember what? The- remember where Krennic is? He's up at the top, and the laser clips the top the of thing. the building. He's like, get him! <laughs> it's like, get him! It's like Tarkin saw him up there. It's like, make sure, make sure. Yeah. Right here. Um, I think the other scene that I think is a separate scene, perhaps, is the I don't know how it works because they kind of go to and from it, but all of the space battle oh, stuff. The aerial fighting in this movie oh, is my god. The best. It's the best of any space movie. Oh yeah. I, I was okay. Because I was gonna I'm say glad Star Wars. I'm the one who does hyperbole and I, I was gonna <laughs> say that thing too. I think that's the best of any Air, the best aerial battles, best looking, best action, easiest to keep up with of any. Because yes. I will say, like in the early Star Wars movies, it's just there's a lot going on, a yeah. lot going on, and it's but it's also very limited. In like in a New Hope, it's basically the trench in the Death Star. We're just doing the trench. Yeah. The trench is incredible. It's an incredible set piece, incredible accomplishment for the time. But yeah. this is it feels awesome. looking back like planes on sticks. Yeah, like this is. The separate runs, even the devastating part where like the guys don't pull up in time when they're closing mm-hmm. that cool gate. Also, yeah. cool gate. I know it's like a bad thing, like it's like a control thing, but like cool gate sequence. And it's just like that's that part's cool. And then they like pull back around to reassess. And then they've got the TIE fighters that pour out of the mm-hmm. of the thing. You know, and they're doing bombing runs of the gate and it's the not. The TIE Fighters like, scream is it gives me the <sighs> chills so good Mm -hmm. it's just i think and it's hard to like 
because I don't want to just say that the Darth Vader scene is the best scene, but it is so good. It's really like, good. And it's just. We are so dancing good. around picking a best scene. Oh like, yeah, like no, two bullfighters. Just I. It's like it's everything it's like on Scarif. I, I will say once they get to Scarif, or once once they take off, and he's like call sign Rogue One. We are, we we were already cooking with gas. We're we're cooking with hydrogen or nuclear fuel <laughs> or something because it it's is the, so good and it's a great heist. It's a great war yeah. thriller heist. It's an incredible war scene, incredible heist scene, and one. It's um the last like I guess hour is it? It's comparable to me to like the last hour of Top Gun Maverick. Oh, for sure. Where it's like for sure they take off from the from the carrier Send them. and you know that for the next <laughs> that for the next hour this shit's gonna rock and that's like a sen- the same thing like they take off as Rogue One and the next hour shit's gonna rock mm-hmm. like it's just gonna like emotional notes it's got drama it's got fighting it's got it's got yeah it's got it all it's all it was missing was johnny i'm going send him send him god i love that scene damn it i'm gonna watch maverick this weekend might do the same uh let's take (laughs) another quick ad break remember folks you can get an ad free feed by joining the patreon ad free feed and you can pick the movies we cover it's a great deal get back in a second Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, we're back. Let's talk best quote. Um, We've got the obvious one that we said earlier. Rebellions are built on hope. Quality quality emotional what is she proposing what is she that propo- one that's my <laughs> that one the, the reply guy <laughs> oh man um i think well be careful not to choke on your aspirations really great pretty good what about uh um, lies deceptions <laughs> deception <laughs> also good um the when it's like jen has a few really good like motivational speeches she's a couple mm-hmm. really good ones uh, one of my favorite moments is when she's like talking to like Cassian comes over with the band of men willing to help like all this stuff. And they're like, we'll, we'll help you. We'll help you. And K2S was like, I'm coming. Cassian said I had to. <laughs> he has one like, right after that when they're talking so about if they crashed into the gate, they'd be jettisoned <laughs> out into space. And he goes, not me. I can survive yeah. in space. I can survive in space. This shuttle should be equipped with an access code that allows us through. Assuming the Empire hasn't logged it is overdue. And if they have? 
Then they shut the gate, and we're all annihilated in the cold, dark vacuum of space. Not me. I can survive in space. I had that written down, too. I absolutely love that. Um, and he says to her at one point when she gives him the uh, weapon, he says, your behavior, Jenner, so is continually unexpected. And I think that is just so sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That makes me makes me really happy. Um, but I also, when, again, Jen is giving me, it's a great speech because it's realistic, I think. And she's not like, we're going to go in there and we're going to, you know. We're going to we're Vermont going to and then we're going to Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, man, remember that? Like, you could say dumb shit on the campaign trail, and that would ruin your ruin like, you entire career. absolutely ru- not like, anymore. Man, Howard Dean must have fucking hated watching Trump. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but she says, like, essentially, she's like, "We'll do. We will give it our best. Like, we're gonna the first take it step by step. If we get down there, then we move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. If we get there, we move on to the next thing." Um, and she says, uh, on and on until we win or the chances are spent and that every single time, just like, and it's not, it's not on and on until we win or we die. It's the chances are spent. And I don't know what it is, but I just think that that phrasing is beautiful. Yeah. Like I, I, it's such a great, great quote, great scene. Love it. That's real. That that's. That's the most sports movie moment of this movie. That's a that's a great yeah. like you could see a football coach given that. But not the most athletic, which is what we'll talk about in a second. What we'll talk about next. The one <laughs> the one quote I want to mention before that though is Mon Mothma telling Bail Organa like he needs someone, whatever, needs someone he can trust. And he says, I would trust her with my life. And it's Leia. And he like dies the next day. So or like two days after that. He's on he's on Alderaan, yeah. Tough. Oh, shit. Tough. Four went out for Alderaan, Four man. Four went out for Alderaan, man. They, they and they went instantly. They didn't even get the slow, the slow destruction like Jetta got. Um, no. Okay, most athletic moment. She swings herself through that opening and closing door thing that would absolutely cut her in half. Yeah, and she like eyeballs it, lets it go like twice, then is like, gotta go. After all that climbing, <laughs> too. I know. I it's just, I'm endlessly impressed the effort and <laughs> coordination that that took is chef's kiss because we talked about it and you're like this is where i would give up <laughs> yeah i would just i would just put just put my blaster down i would sit in front of the door and be like mm, well it was Hello. it was a good rebellion <laughs> looks like my chances were spent <laughs> <laughs> well played emperor palpatine you win <laughs> like i'd be like is anyone like tapping the head like, is, can anyone turn this off can turn this off <laughs> That'd be great. Just, just maybe like a main power switch somewhere. Not, not do. I'm not doing this, guys. I'm not. I can't. My arms hurt. Just guys, there's there's just there's a hole in the Death Star. Just find it. You don't need the plans. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't need the plans. You can just, just find shoot it. Shoot a bunch of places. Just look one time. It's probably no bigger than a womp rat. <laughs> we didn't oh, talk man. like watching this. I was just like. Man, everything in the Star Wars universe is so fucking big. What are what are that many? Mm. The Death Star is like eighteen New York cities, and it's just it's you know small moon. No, that's a space station. Like it can be mistaken for a small moon, and it looks like mm. it takes three guys 
to turn on that laser. It takes one guy to give the order and two, the one guy to lift his arm up and the one guy to do the buttons. All those other people, you got a whole city worth of people. Is there a little cottage industries in the Death Star? Like there's, there's so many people there. It can't all 100%. just be a military base. No, there's probably like, this is like when I tell people that they had a Best Buy at the Pentagon. Like, yeah. What if you're, like, what if you're like, you're working at the. There's Popeyes on that. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> stormtroopers doing Death Star Popeyes. <laughs> like, there's definitely a Popeyes on the Death Star. Imagine um, fucking up Darth Vader's Popeyes order. <laughs> you just, you put he a He doesn't bu- know what he you, wants, but we're going to give You're it to doing him. the thing, you're putting a bunch of shit in the bag, you're passing it on, whatever, and then you've passed on, it's like four bags away, and you're the stormtrooper, and you look over and you see that Darth Vader's picking up the bag, and you're like, oh fuck, I'm about to, f- oh, in a few God. seconds, I'm oh, about God. to find out if I got it, if I got the four. Was you just it, like was, start choking. Oh, was that, was that the one that only had black contenders in it? <laughs> Just like, and I love, I forget what it was from, so I had to feel bad, like, I don't want to, like, rip it off or st- stolen Valor or joke stuff, but it was the idea that, like, um, all of that stuff going on in the in the Death Star, and they couldn't get a railing for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the family guy when they did the Star Wars Was it the family guy? <laughs> that they're standing there in this dangerous weapon, and it's just like a ledge. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It makes me laugh every single time. Um, but yeah, it's such a cool... The the use of the same like helmets and uniforms and like mm-hmm. all that stuff and those really cool, really like angular, like curved... I know that sounds like they're two opposite things, but you know what I mean? Where it's just kind of like comes out in the front and out in the back yeah. and they're the, the ones that run the... De- like Those are so cool. The only <laughs> like, essential workers on the Death Star. Those are the only ones that would have kept coming in during COVID. They would have sent everyone else back to their planets. And they got like three guys on the Death Star. Do you think there's like a uniform shine place, like a shoe shine place, but it's just for like the the stormtroopers with the like, like squeaking up, like buffing out things on their like white uniforms? Death Star dry cleaners. Yeah. <laughs> Always getting stuff mixed up because it's all the same outfit. God. So good. I don't know why I find that so funny. A lot, a lot of quite. That's the next thing they need to dive into is just like stormtrooper life. I can't believe they haven't. Honestly, they, yeah. they kind of got into it with with Finn with or Finn. With Finn yeah, but yeah. They should get into it more. Um. Okay. Yeah. Lenny Harris Pinchitter Award for best supporting character. Ooh. So Jin's in it too Who's much. Who's in it too much? Jin. Jin. Cassian. Yeah. Is K two S O in it too much? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would even say like anyone on the main high crew, so Donnie Yen, Bodie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Baze. Is Ben Mendelson in it too much? Probably. You know, this might actually be Mads Mickelson's. I was gonna say it's it's Mads, um, or potentially Darth Vader. Oh wow. Darth Vader is the is the pinch hitter. Like, because the question is, does it count? So Mads Mikkelsen, for what he has, acts his ass off oh, yeah. in this movie. He's he's so good. His dying scene, spoiler alert, is great. Also, talk about emotional scene. Mm-hmm. Having your, fa- your estranged father, who you just found out isn't a piece of shit. Yeah. That's been actively working for the Empire for 
what 20 years and his last and words are i have so much words. to tell you oh my god it is devastating tough tough it i mean oh i want to throw up like that is brutal like my heart falls out of my chest when he says that because he is just so happy to see his only daughter alive and like i guess he's like thinking she's seemingly doing okay i don't know and he's like i have so much to tell you like done man oh also (laughs) i don't know where this falls in so i'm gonna say it now um if i were jen and i was like of course i meet this great guy like (laughs) as the bomb is going on (laughs) i would be so mad (laughs) (laughs) she's like they're like stealing the stuff and she's like my god i gotta tell Susie. like i think this could really be like i know like there's a lot just my luck (laughs) (laughs) she's in my mind this is like the headcanon with it She's spent years on like these Star Wars universe equivalent of Hinge, just going on real shitty space dates. <laughs> she's like, you know what? It's not gonna happen. It's always Granted, something. Either he's not ready for commitment, or the planet we're on is blowing up. It's always you know, something. Likely excuse, Cassian. <laughs> But just imagine, you finally, you're like, I'm really connecting with this guy. I think this is, could be a thing. And it's like, oh, shit, they blew up the planet. Shit. Oh, crap. Shit. Blew up I planet. always meet the nice ones when I go on the, like, death-defying missions. Tough. Tough scene. Anyway. Tough scene for both of them. But yeah, um, so I was going to say, like, I want to choose, because Dar- Darth Vader is great. It's just whether or not you can say that he did, like, did he do the same level of acting yeah. as Madsman. And also but like, he did because you could have all the stuff with the helmet on. Yeah, he's right. Darth Vader. Like right. he kind of starts ahead. Yeah. You know but what I mean? Like, that gets us into the defend the villain category. I mean, Krennic's our villain and yeah. I, I mean he he just wants a shred of, of acknowledgement of the work yeah, he's done. Just, just one little bit. One tiny bit. Just Definitely didn't get hugged as attention. a kid. Didn't didn't no. get hugged. Never got told. Like was picked last in gym. He has that energy. Like picked last in gym class. No one wanted to hang out with him. And now he's like, I'll show you guys. And here comes Tarkin yeah. taking his taking his his new big flying nuclear bomb. Tough. He put all this time and effort into this project, and here comes goddamn Tarkin. Tarkin is the, is the the high school quarterback who didn't come in for the group project, but came in. <laughs> He's taking the A. Put his name on the presentation. Yeah, tough. And then Darth Vader, we know all of his motivations. So we're, yeah, we're good there. It's that, not uh, his fault. It's Obi-Wan's fault. That that like rest and recovery tank we see him in. I, I, back to tank? I, I, need, yeah. I needed one of those in Tahoe. I needed I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> After the, the wedding, the altitude really got to me. Yeah, um, it adds up. It does. Okay, the Peter Gallagher Award for the hottest person in this movie. I don't think Luna. anyone in this movie is at their hottest in this movie. Everyone's no, dirty. No, that's fair. Everyone's yeah, dirty. Yeah, everyone's real dirty. Um, so I think it goes to Diego Luna, who is a very handsome. We like, we love Diego Luna. There's also Riz Ahmed. Um, 
shout out to Riz Ahmed. Again, the hair doesn't quite work for me in this no. one. And the fact that he got his like brain fucked by a big squid. <laughs> That's not the hottest anyone's ever been. <laughs> Um, he and so we have barely we've barely talked about him. That's barely how good this movie is. That like yep. he's, um, talk about someone who does it all for the team. Like he connects with Galen Urso. He decides to defect, which is extremely dangerous. He gets kidnapped by the guy with the weird like eyes thing that takes him yes. to see Sagarera, who then does not believe a single thing that he's telling him, and instead goes lies. Deceptions. deceptions and like what's you know let's this thing like all uh, so gross um gives them the piece of crucial information that they need snaps out of it <laughs> joins the crew helps them steal the um imperial ship that they can then take into um scarif uh and it's just a total badass, the whole place. And you think for a second, you think that like this guy might be the one that we that we get that gets out. He's got the ship, mm-hmm. right? So if like everything else goes to shit, that's where you're like, oh, he'll take off and then he'll go get them from the thing and then they can escape and everything will be fine and they can go on a space date. Um, but no, he does all this lovely, helpful stuff and someone just tosses a grenade in the ship and they're like, just when you thought. Nope just when you thought no one no up. one he, no one hot gets to live yeah he is a he is a handsome man not in this movie yeah you're right that's not um i'll tell you what donnie yen though kind of a babe he probably is he he looks good Matt mickelson in the early going uh because here's the thing he probably looks great at edu mm-hmm. is that what right one yeah just so um, dark. but the whole thing is so dark i couldn't see anything so i'm just gonna go with that's also a great scene for showing how much of a dick Krennic is, is he because checked. like he gets what he wanted in that the person who actually did it stepped forward and he still killed his whole team just Major to be dick. like, I can. Um, I will say the but, uh, the yeah. Mon Mothma haircut is not the most flattering thing in the world, but Genevieve O'Reilly, who's also plays Mon Mothma and Andor. Yes. I, I was she unfamiliar is. with your game because, wow. <laughs> she is... In Andor, banging. Yeah, she looks great. Awesome. And the well, outfits and Andor too. Are yeah, her incredible. fits are fits are killer. Her, oh my god. Her husband like, in Andor is kind of a dick, but his fits are also oh my incredible. God. I hate him yeah, so he's much. Terrible. Um. Yeah. She, the costumer in um Andor for her especially is Chef's kiss. Outstanding. Yeah. But yeah, I think I go. I think I go Diego Luna. Diego Luna gets the nod, especially. Um, in his little like Luke vibes outfit at the mm-hmm. end when he takes off all the Imperial stuff and he's just like rocking with his like long sleeve. And he's like, yeah, I got this. Um, we like that. Yeah. We're, we're here for it. We're, we're smitten by that. We would date that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Drinking game. Post game beers. It's tough. <laughs> it is tough. Um, Anytime someone says an inspiring explosions? speech. Hmm. It's explosions. Would you could be... finish your beer every time someone says hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, explosions could be a sip. A sip, yeah, because there's a ton of explosions. Yeah. Um, finish your drink every time a character you love dies. Just black. Well, that's the whole like. There's a, the the body chugging. count in this movie is it's like Saving Private astronomical. Ryan. It's a ton because if you. If you're taking into account everyone that did not get out in Jetta. Yeah, Jetta, Scarif, 
Edu, there's a handful mm-hmm. of people that die there. Yeah. Um, all of Scarif, uh, multiple, multiple people on those starships, the battleships that get run into each other. Yeah. Um, those are full of folks. Just try again, trying to do their job. Someone's working in the back. Exactly. The Popeye's crew is like, God, we in battle again. God damn it. <laughs> They're like just going about their day. Someone, you know, because those things all have to operate. So someone's that just like got a housekeeping job on the battleship, you know, or someone's doing the laundry. Somebody's just there like mopping the hallways. Mm-hmm. They're not part of this. No. They're just trying to make some money to like set up a nice, hopefully Scarif will open someday with some condos on the beachfront. <laughs> Take their family out. You know, the, the, the star destroyer janitor, like as soon as the shit starts going down, he's just like mopping the same spot right next to the escape pod. <laughs> he just, <laughs> just get out. I'll, I'll get this floor yes. guys. I get this for no, no, no. That door's no. Don't go in there. I just that, that one. No, that one's good. We're gonna, <laughs> puts, yeah, we're puts the wet floor sign right in front of the door to the escape pod. <laughs> it's just waiting for it. Um, oh, okay, man. best time, worst time. This is. Does anyone super tough. have a good time? Does one person have a good time? <laughs> Do we think Saw enjoyed himself? Fuck no. Saw hasn't. No. Had, I don't think <laughs> Saw is so conspiracy rattled that he he can't have a good time because he's like anyone like if someone if he goes into the bathroom and the toilet seat is up he's like he, Who? yeah that's true a, only, only a spy only a spy everyone knows I need to sit <laughs> that's true that is true um okay I'm leaning towards like Admiral Radish. Um, yeah, probably had a good because one, he seemed like he was about all about that action, and then he got some yeah, of that action, and he got some of that action, and then he like made some really good like battle calls, yeah, and got to like have them drive one of those corvettes into a battleship that ran into another battleship, which opened the gate and like saved the day. Mm-hmm. Cool as shit. He got to uh, give the farewell to the crew of Rogue One. Oh, may the force be with. May you. the force be with you. Yeah. Um, and then. I don't think Mon Mata had a good time. Yeah, she had but a very. But the cause yeah. was the cause. The cause was for the cause had a good time. <laughs> yeah, good cause. times for the yeah. cause. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as worst time, fucking everybody. <laughs> the the dude stuck in the hallway with Darth Vader had <laughs> yes. the worst time. Horrible time. Uh, Bodhi the pilot, like you said earlier. I mean, terrible time. Just awful, awful time. time. Uh, Jen Urso kind of, I mean, Jen Urso had some good things happen, learned that those stuff yeah. about her dad, but had a bad time. Um, um, our emotions personally had a terrible time. Horrible time. Um, the scene where K2SO dies is, oh my God, as his voice is getting to get less is clear. It's and like, he says, sh- climb. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the last thing he does, I'm so emotional about this. The last thing he does is like, make sure that they can succeed and closes the vault behind them mm-hmm. as they're listening to him. And then they have the audacity to show us his little body fall down and the lights of his eyes go out. And I, I was sitting in the, th- I mean, shit, I was sitting here tonight just sobbing. <laughs> Just absolutely sobbing. I had like my face in my sweatshirt, like, oh, okay, you deserve so much better. Um, yeah, that's brutal. Um, 
Krennic has a horrible time. Hor- and I, mean, I know that he he's the, the bad guy. But he time. has a horrible time. We don't see him happy once. All of his shit is stolen. His credit. You know who has a bad time? The guy who has to go tell Darth Vader that Krennic has arrived. He's like, uh, I gotta go look at his fucking naked husk body floating in the tank. It's just his, just, oh. He's like, God damn, can, can he put some fucking clothes on? I'm so tired of seeing Darth Vader's dick everywhere, just floating around in that in that bath. <laughs> yeah, he has a bad time. Oh, man. Yeah, just about. Everyone has a bad time. Yeah. I mean, Galen Urso has to like do the Empire's bidding for decades and never see his daughter. And when he finally does, he dies. Tough. No, yeah, no one wins here. Um, yeah, the Keith Morrison Dateline episode from this movie. <laughs> I don't know if there's okay. This I have to like shake the tears off for this one. Um, let's see. Oh, tonight on Dateline, we go out of this world <laughs> to an incredible story of heart, courage, and and danger. Yeah, things looked bleak for the for the rebellion, but for two and an incredible crew. The sky was the limit tonight on Dateline. <laughs> it's tough. Like, I don't, it feels like I don't want to make fun of them at Jin all. Jin Erso met a new man, but was he, <laughs> but was was he, he a normal <laughs> suitor or was he a revolutionary warrior? Jin thought she was meeting the man of her dreams. Instead, he enlisted her into a cult <laughs> that took her into space and ended in her demise tonight on Dateline. Oh. Like, that's the episode that's like, <laughs> whoa. Oh. Saw Guerrero hadn't been seen for years. <laughs> <laughs> but when a cargo pilot crossed paths, would it be the last time he thought his own thought? <laughs> Google it. <laughs> oh. Tonight on Dateline. <laughs> Tonight on Dateline. Uh, Josh Mankiewicz. <laughs> Ross Roofs. Who's there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Donnie Yen. I was going Darth Vader um, because imagine <laughs> it's the dark hallway and the lightsaber turns on and it's an it airbus. <laughs> and they're just banging on the door because this dog is killing everybody. <laughs> this is the, it's the, the reply guy. <laughs> and she's giving this whole speech and then you just hear... <laughs> It says, what are you proposing? What if Airbud is Saw Gera? No, what if Airbud is the Bugali? And he just comes and he's like licking <laughs> the pilot's like face. <laughs> Airbud will be able to tell if you're telling the truth. You just might lose your mind. Oh my God. Oh God. Those are all really good. <laughs> Oh, man. man. Okay. The Big Chill. This is one of those ones that has quite a few. Yeah, we we just did one that didn't have any. This is all of them. Yeah. Uh, K2SO. K2SO. Uh, K2SO's death. When all the ships show up and the original fighter pilots calling in. This is Admiral. 
Admiral Radish of the Rebel Alliance. All squadron leaders report in. Admiral, this is Blue Leader standing by. This is Gold Leader standing by. This is Red Leader standing by. Yes, 100%. Um, the gate opening, I think, gets mm-hmm. this one. I think um, the actual, like, them embracing on the on the, the shore death of Jin and cassian the carrie fisher yeah. cameo yes uh big chill in a different way darth vader showing up when he turns on that lightsaber it's so sick oh it's so incredible sick. incredible um when you there was another one that i was just thinking uh oh the i keep calling him donnie and that's not the character but um him doing i'm i'm the force the force is force with me like that's, yeah, that's... just and then the, his his buddy being like oh. his his longtime um, best friend <laughs> a, a partner in life you would roommate. say <laughs> <laughs> his co-signer <laughs> that's funny oh man um i i'm going with when all the ships show up when the ships show up, God. we get the fighter pilots, and it's like we have a, a firefight on our hands. I'm in. That's what I need in life. Yes. Nothing but yes. nothing but but aerial aerial fights. It's perfect. Love it. All of those work. I'm, I will accept that. Yes. Before more restore prequel sequel remake. So here's the situation <laughs> where we have all of those. Yeah. Basically, um, Andor is our prequel. We get we're getting another season. I would think we get one to two more seasons of Andor because Cassian can only get so much older. Yeah, I think we get one or two. Um, um, I think I would love to see more stuff like this where you take an event from Star yeah. Wars and make a movie about it. I don't think they'll do that anymore because I think it's just going to be series. But there's so much, so much other stuff that happened that they could that they could touch on. I think they've done a really good job of that, but um, yeah, Andor was just this and Andor are just so inspiring of like, this is the ceiling that you can get to with this, these works. Yeah. I think um, this is not entirely related shocker, but it is kind of, um, it has made me more excited to see um, the creator is coming out. Oh yeah, in like a few weeks, yes, or months with uh, John um, David Washington, yeah, yeah, and in, in um Ken Watanabe, mm-hmm. who's another one that is like essentially, yes, I will go see it immediately, yes, um, and it's the first thing that Gareth Edwards has directed since Rogue One, mm-hmm. and the the trailers look cool as hell Looks super but cool. it does have vibes of like um you're gonna be sad is this going to be great or is it gonna be one that you have really high expectations for and it just doesn't quite get there so it still might be pretty good but it just doesn't quite get there because i think with rogue one there were no expectations mm-hmm. like i don't remember going into it like oh this is going to be the greatest star wars movie i've ever seen yeah i remember thinking it was going to be cool yeah, I was, I was like, like going to make cool. a story about something we know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, we know how this ends. Like, how is that good? Um, so I'm, I am, this is not a before more storm, but it's a, like, more 
Moreish. Gareth Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> so I am excited to see um, the creator soon. So that's on that's on the on the list. But yeah, I just want more um, Andor. Yeah, hopefully soon. Like, yeah, but this movie rips. Great choice by the patrons. Great choice yes. for Heist Month. A little outside of the box. Yes. Caroline, always a pleasure. Where can the folks yeah. follow you? Um, you can find me at CW Darney on all of the things, the, the, the blue sky, the, the Twitter, the formerly known as Twitter, the Instagram, and you can, uh, check out all the fun stuff happening over at for the win. And if you take sports journalism at UVA, you might be their <laughs> substitute teacher one you day. May. Yeah. I taught a class today and they didn't, they didn't boo me. So that's nice. That's a win. <laughs> and if you yeah. enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate and leave a review, all that stuff. If you want to support the show, if you want to vote on movies for the show to cover like this one, join the Patreon and you can get ad, ad-free feed. A uh, heist month will continue next week. So until then, thanks for listening.